We're here. We made it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just want to start first by saying that one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you is because over the years we just always I've always had not very many people that I can like just call and just immediately just start talking and we're always on the same page as far as like who we're becoming. And for me lately, that's probably for the last, really the last four, four to five years has been, been that pursuit of becoming better every single day. And I feel like you've been on a similar path and especially recently. And so one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, when was that moment for you where you were like, I, I need to, I need to change. I need to, and not, and when I say change, remember, I'm not talking about, cause a lot of people, a lot of people around me, sometimes when I try to influence them, they think I'm trying to change them. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. not that I'm trying to change them. I'm trying to get them to understand that who they are is not who they have to remain, right. that they can improve on who they are. And I know that we've had these kind of conversations and, and I'm always enlightened hearing a guy like you talk about your own because we we're kind of in two different worlds obviously but we're still kind of on a similar path right so um would love to hear like when that moment was for you man that that can be that could be a long story <laughs> <laughs> and I, i'm going to try to abbreviate it but i gotta start where the first kind of voice kind of spoke to me and asked me something and um I want to say it's around 2009, 2008, successful making music, um, still coming up the, 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 uh, the, the swing of a lot of hits. I'm now kind of stationed and based in California. Can you brag about yourself just for a second? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to you know, like, brag. I mean, I know I mean, you don't. <laughs> One of the most humble, humble people I know. You would never know how many hits, Grammys, you know, touch I mean, on how many Grammys. I got two Grammys. Two Grammys, people. And a few, a few, a few nominations. Yeah. How many number um, one hits? It's got to be 20, maybe over. Multiple genres. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, pop, hip-hop, R&B. Worked with, I mean, I've worked with Whitney Houston while she was alive. Wow. Um, to uh, Justin Timberlake, which I've had massive success. Britney Spears, DJ Khaled. Um, Jay-Z, Beyonce, I mean, I can go on Yeah, there. I know, I know. <laughs> I can go on He there. literally could I go mean, on and on. Y'all should been, Google him. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. I've it's been, impressive. He's got his own playlist on many channels yeah, where it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's like behind the, behind the boards. Like and that. it just is like yeah. hit after hit after A hit. So. And I've been blessed. I've been yeah. blessed in my career. So at this particular moment was... You know, like I said, still, still kind of in the midst of the height of it. But um, I don't, maybe I asked myself, maybe it was God's voice, but something said, is this all that you are, right? Mm. Like, is this it? Like I questioned, like, was this it? Is this it? Right. Are you just a producer? You know, mm -hmm. are you just a musician? And that rang in my head so loud, that was the kind of the, the moment where my, I started seeking. Not saying that I deep dove at that moment, but that was the moment where it was like, all right, we need to start feeling, I need to fill myself up with something else because I don't, I don't think I'm full. Like, I don't feel like I have enough of anything. 
Right. So, the, and so I remember I wrote, I had a notebook, so I was going to start just journaling and writing my prayers or whatever. Um, this was about 2010. I, I made the entry, my first entry, got away from it, and just didn't do anything since then. You know, right. life happens. Yeah, yeah. We get busy. It wasn't time, <laughs> but it was the, I guess it was like me making a note. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you got you to gotta pursue more. So I would say the real, real journey began um, when I got back home from living in California. And um, the what real, year was that? This was 2013 okay. when I made the transition. So like back. three years later. Yeah, like three years after later, that first journal. After that first journal, um, when I got back here to, to, to Florida, um, I started to dig in the Bible more. I started to. I mean, I've always trained and worked out, and you know, it's just that ain't falling off the horse and getting back on the horse mm-hmm. until you realize or, or that purpose comes in your life of why you need to kind of stay on the horse. Right. So, um, but I was, so when I got back home, let's say 2013, 2014, is when the real development of myself and my spirituality and my relationship with Christ came into play. Okay. Um, just to rewind, I had a moment I went to Hawaii. I can't say I've been depressed. I have been extremely unhappy. This is about 2012. I went to Hawaii three days. I wasn't feeling well. And just let it loose, like crying, mm-hmm. praying. It's the first time I really like vocalized prayer because from that time in 2009 to then, I wasn't vocalizing prayer. I wasn't like... You know, I felt like, uh, I felt the shame to do it. Mm. Like it was literal shame. And um, 2012 was that moment of release and that was the turning point, I would say. If, if to answer your question, yeah, yeah, that would be the turning point in 2012 when I went to Hawaii by myself to kind of figure some, you know, come to grips with some stuff, let some stuff go. Right. Answer some, some questions, make some decisions. Stop harboring on things, come home and start the journey. Um, but so fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. The deep dive would be 2016. Okay. 2016 is where I felt, because I, I, I call it the triangle when you align your mind, body, and, and your spirit. Once every three years, you seem like you're, it's reminding you too. Right. So that's a triangle, so. Exactly. Three, so it, three it's, pointed it's triangle. Every you know? single time. Yeah. So I feel like I reached something that I never felt before. It was a separation between the earth realm and the spirit realm that I've never experienced. And then I had a near fatal accident. And that never- That was the motorcycle accident? That was a motorcycle accident. That never skewed me off my path. That was just kind of the moment where it was like, you've done all of this, you've gotten this far, you've made a lot of success, a lot of money. I see you seeking, I see you trying. I, I, I honestly feel like it was like, the enemy, I'm gonna say the enemy. Right, right. Realize, I realized I, I achieved something that he was like, no, he done figured it out. And I honestly feel like that accident was kind of like a assassination attempt. You know, it was a, we can't let someone like him figure, figure it out. Right. So after the accident, and I'm, I'm giving you the abbreviated version. No, I feel you. But after the, after the accident, um, and the accident, I mean, it almost killed it you. It almost, right? yeah. yeah. If I didn't wear a helmet, I was gone. Um, the, you were on, a, tell them what kind of motorcycle, because just so they understand. A, I was on a sport bike. Yeah. Um, These bikes go like 
200 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. It was the newest. If you've seen the new Top Gun, it's the bike he was riding in Top Gun. That's no, what okay. I had. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it's the same bike. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing is, I wasn't speed. I wasn't doing anything crazy. It was just, you know, some freak thing where, and I don't have any recollection of it. Like, right. I don't know anything that happened to that to this day. Um, but it happened. So be careful, be safe. My advice, just chill. Well, um. <laughs> motorcycles in Miami to me don't mix. It's the worst it's thing just cause, there. Because you know, I drive trucks. Yeah. And I don't see y'all. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's not that we're we're driving recklessly. Right. We, you cannot see certain. There's so many blind spots with motorcycles. People don't respect a bike, and they treat it like it's a regular car. You know, they still exactly. cut you off and do right. things like it's a car. And on a bike, you exposed to everything. Yep. But I felt like on a bike, I was probably the safest I ever been as far as how alert, obviously, you're on a bike. Right, you have I'm to like, yeah. Like, I see all, everything happen in traffic before it happens. Mm -hmm. um, so, near fatal accident, my mom actually gave me some news later that I, I was resuscitated in the ambulance. So, oh, wow. to a degree, I was... Dead. Right. So, that, even though I felt like my purpose was kind of activated, that really put things in another perspective because it was like you were put you were brought back here so what what is the play what what am I that's where you start seeking like out now what, what the right exactly yeah. so now what so I feel like um I, I don't know God's purpose for my mission I feel like he just gave me the assignment so everything that I'm trying to accomplish right now is his assignment is to set up a play for somebody yeah I don't know you know what I mean? What his purpose is. So, you know, we say living his purpose and things like and, and with really God's purpose. Right. Instead of your own purpose. I can't say what my purpose is. Right. But I, I feel like um, God has given me these assignments with everything I'm trying to pull together. And everything I'm pulling together now are fragments of things that I feel like I've been collecting from, from him and tuning in with God up until now from when that First thing, like, what are, what else are you? Mm -hmm. Different ideas and concepts of things that um, I've been just jotting down, putting together. I feel like now it's all coming together. It ain't glued, but there's things that I've been, just been stewing in my spirit that I'm now putting into action because I now I know what it is. Now right. I know what to call it. Now I know what it looks like. And I might've got a bit of what it's supposed to have been years ago, but now, and then I have a name or something that's some random stuff that I just jot down like this is cool. And then I oh, I put oh that's that's that and this is this and that's that. And just creating this massive um, kind of playbook in a sense of what I feel like my assignment is. And, mm -hmm. and at this point in my life, I just feel like I have nothing else to prove in the music. Obviously, yeah, I want hits. I'm competitive. You know, I'm the best. Right. If you want humble or whatever, I'm, I'm gonna always. I feel like that, but, but to me, that's confidence. That's just I mean, you know, realizing gonna, the gift that God gave you. I, and I understand and who I am. I mm -hmm. think that's what it's been. That's what's been happening. I understand my gift, but I also understand that in this point of my life, it's just about being of service. I have nothing left but to serve. You know what I mean? Like whether I'm serving or being of service. You know what I mean? In some capacity. So everything I'm developing now is to kind of create 
um, an ecosystem of opportunity. It's, okay. It's like, so, because I'm, I'm sure people are wondering, like, all right, you're kind of not saying what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I hear you, but what what is this new foundation that now you're putting your energy into you know because um, i know you're still producing you're mm -hmm. still doing music but what are these other angles and if, if it's too early to talk yeah. about that's fine but no i feel like it's i'm it's curious in my own yeah you know I mean, knowing you yeah you yeah. know and i know you've been talking about a lot of stuff yeah. so like so i think uh, so so when it comes to the label and the publishing and the different opportunities I can offer other talent. I'm just trying to take my experience, um, my journey through getting getting where I am. And um, Timberland was, you know, my biggest collaborator. Right. So I'm taking my journey up to that point from the musical aspect and putting that in an application form. Okay. So I've been working on an app called Realm. 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 Yeah. Like. like world no, I love it. Yeah. so um just the creative realm and um i've been i pretty much started to roll it out in november we're getting a lot of activity but at the same time i'm co doing the coding okay so i'm coding the actual app i actually look at some screens and slides yesterday that i was like you know it's just crazy when you have a vision and you see it you know what i mean you obviously you know right. i know what you've been building here and the work you put in that's why i highly respect you number one and and what you're doing here because visionaries are the most misunderstood people on the planet you know nobody understands why you up at four in the morning right <laughs> or why it took you six years <laughs> yeah, to make a shirt exactly, a t-shirt right? so. and why you so adamant about it has to be like yeah. this so we don't compromise you know like you can't true creatives true visionaries Real entrepreneurs right. do not compromise the vision, no matter the time it takes, mm -hmm. no matter the obstacles, no matter the lost friendships. Like, we're so obsessed with arriving where we think we should arrive that we'll do anything it takes to, to get there. And then that, like you said, that, that's why we're misunderstood. That's why sometimes we're not liked because we, we put, and, and I, I've been saying this a lot lately, we put ourselves first, not because we're selfish, uh -huh. because we know if we don't put ourselves first, we're doing a disservice to those that rely on us. Uh -huh. And that's the thing when you're at the level that we're at, and obviously you're at a higher level than me, but, but there's so many people, there's a downstream of people that we literally provide for them. Like yeah. we're paying, paying people that it, it's taking care of their families, their wives, uh -huh. their kids, sometimes their grandkids, you know, yeah. like whatever. So, so I mean, I love that you said that. And then I would like to hear about, maybe talk about, because I've struggled with this too, is, is when you're the talent mm -hmm. and then now you, now you have to like be more than the talent. Mm -hmm. Like now it's not about you producing something. Now it's about coaching and teaching someone else what has gotten you to where you are today and trying to mentor them into now hopefully accomplishing what you've accomplished and then some like because i know you're like me like we actually want them to do better than us 100%. it's crazy work. that yeah. they don't see that <laughs> yeah it doesn't work you know because why would we be giving them exactly. we're like giving them the blueprint That's like the hey if you do this yeah. you will be here 
but for some reason, you know, so talk a little bit about the struggle of, of mentoring and, and also maybe bring in a little bit of background of how you were mentored and how that's influenced you on, on then now you becoming a mentor. Cause it's all about like I had mentors and then, then you reach the, reach that stage in your life where then you become the mentor. Right. So I think, um, it, and it is a struggle like, uh, to, to, to when you, you know, becoming the mentor and, and the teacher and, um, you have to, first you got to identify what it is in the student that is teachable and, you know, you got to let kind of, you got to, you got to let people come into their own and it comes to start with desire. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that, that alone stretches across everything that we're talking about right now. If you don't want it for yourself, it's, it's, I can't make you I can't want it for you. Yeah, I, I can't, can't want it for, it for you. you. So it starts with that, you know, um, somebody who doesn't, is, is taking initiative, asking you questions. Right. Um, kind of taking advantage of the, the, the studio, in my case, the studio space. Yep. Um, like showing up early. Showing up staying early, late. staying late. Right. You know, showing up on days where nobody's here. Even exactly. if I tell you, yo, go take the day off. And you like, nah, I'm gonna chill. Right. And, you know, or you, I'm gonna sit in there with you. You know. Um, do you have those moments where, do you have those moments where, cause I, I have these moments all the time where so, you, someone does what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, that's my guy. And then the opposite, someone does, and then the disappointment, for me, it's like, it devastates me because yeah. I've been pouring into them, pouring into them, and then I give them a little test, like just a little test, and they just that's drop the, the ball. That's you know? the part, and we'll get back to it. So let me ask you this. Yeah. How do you protect yourself when you know that you've given or you're becoming, uh, you get to a point where you're starting to give a little bit more than you need to give? It's like, what's that? What's that happy medium of pouring yourself out the right amount and protecting yourself? Because we, there's a lot of energy that we have mm -hmm. to protect and deliberate through multiple things. I think. So how do you protect your energy on, on that aspect? I think for me, I didn't do that mm -hmm. early on. Like I, I was just all about. I'm giving them everything. I'm pouring it. I'm giving them all my energy. Like I'm gonna just. Anybody that I come in contact with, I'm a poor, and again, if I see potential, you know, I don't, I don't even mess with people if I don't see potential. And quite frankly, most of the time, I don't even hire them or whatever. But if I see potential, and like I said, like you said, if we see desire, if we see the want, then the old me was just, I was just giving them everything. And I also would just, they would, you know, with a lack of better word, they would piss me off if they, you know, and then I would let them have it. And, you know, so I had to learn though that coaching is not yelling. Coaching is not coaching is not a one size fits all approach. Mm -hmm. I did have as I matured and as I grew, I realized that okay, this person likes to be yelled at. You know, this one needs to be yelled at. This one needs an arm around their back. This one needs uh, accountability. This one, you know what I mean? Like you start to you start as you grow. And as you start to mentor, you start to find what works for certain people. And then you start to recognize those people faster. Exactly. And you start to pay attention to how they respond and how they react to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. 
and you test them. Like some days you'll be a little firm and you see how they react and then you, then you adjust. But I think now I'm realizing that I'm being smarter with paying attention to people's responses and reactions earlier. Instead of saying, oh, they were just having it. Like, now I'm like, oh, that's how you're gonna be? Well, then I'm pulling back. Right. You know, like, if you're gonna show me your true colors early, mm -hmm. then now I need to recognize that. I need to stop making excuses for other people because that robs me of my energy. That robs mm -hmm. me of my time. And now I don't have time for that. Yeah. I gotta be able to pour into the people that want it and that are trying. Now, one thing I am doing is I'm allowing them to make mistakes because I used to not allow that and that would be detrimental to the business and detrimental to, to me. Now, I'll let you make a mistake, but do you make that mistake again and again and again? So it's, it's that balance for me. Now it's like, okay, pay attention to what, like when you pour into somebody and they do the exact opposite, or you ask them to, like I'm a big reader, you know, you ask them to read a book and then you check, on, check up on them a month later and they haven't even read it. Mm -hmm. Like that shows you they don't give a shit. They don't care. Like they don't care. So, but don't take that and, and, then, and then not recognize it. And I'll be honest, I've done that in the past. I've, yeah. I've seen the signs and then because of my heart, I just keep going and keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually you're ex it's exhausting and then you, then guess what you're not doing? You're not pouring into yourself. You're missing out on the reading and the, because you're stressed out all the time about managing all these people that don't even give a crap. So, so I think it's just, for now it's like with age, it's, it's been, I am now being a little bit more picky with my time and who I'm pouring into. And it's like, I'm not pouring into you if you don't show me yeah. that you care. That's, that's you know? what it boils so. for me is, I kind of let you show me what you want to put into it. And once I see that you have committed, you know, on your own, then I'm right there like to help pull you through. Do you test them? I, I think I got my way. I can't think of any of I'm a big top. tester. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I do shit all way, the time. You know it's, I mean? it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably wrong, but I, I, I test them all ways. the time. It's definitely a, um, It's easier when you have a brick and mortar yeah, business. It's, you know? it's psychological. Okay. I think I, right. I throw a lot of psychological stuff out there yeah. um, to kind of see how you want to answer something. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. But um, again, it, it's, it's kind of allowing that person to 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 want it or desire like me coming up one thing for sure wasn't gonna happen was uh let's just bring tim into it yeah i um was gonna outwork you know that was just what it was gonna be right um if i know he coming to the studio at eight nine o'clock i'm getting it if we got studio today yeah yeah we got studio today I, i'm out at three you know two or whatever time we you know I got five hours to go crazy before he get because I know he ain't coming until eight nine. Right, five. right. And that way I'm prepared, and I think. Um, so by the time he get there, I got all type of stuff going on, and I feel like after a while that allowed him to see I don't really gotta press the gas to get up here to the studio and be super duper creative, mm -hmm. you know, every day. Um, so it was just that. Around him, I got to see a lot. I see a lot of what I wanted, what what I shouldn't do and, sh and should do. Right. I didn't have a lot of verbal tutelage from him. 
It was just visual. Um, but I think hearing you say that though, like it's a good example for other people to realize if you have a mentor, if you have a boss, or you have somebody in your life that you want to, aspire, you aspire to be. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I want, you know, cause you hear it all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be like that guy. Mm -hmm. But then they, they don't pay attention to what that person is doing daily to put them in the position that they're in. So it's not about necessarily getting time with that person, mm -hmm. getting talks, sit downs, mm -hmm. meetings. That's a whole extra blessing. Exactly. Like you if you get, get that, that, then, yeah. then that's, that's great. Exactly. But are you paying attention mm -hmm. to the people that you want to be? Are you doing the things that you see them doing? Like right. what I've never understood is everybody all the time asks me, how do I look like you? How do I do this? Y'all see what I do every day. Like, you know, yeah. you ask me and I tell you, but then you don't want to do it. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. It then. comes down to the work. You know, and I, it's another friend of mine that I, we talk about this all the time. And, you know, you know, we have families and we, we trying to figure out what, uh, you know, with my siblings and my, my, my immediate family, like, what can we do to get them to the next level? Or some of your friends. And you just like, what it comes down to me is work, work. Nobody wants to do the work. Well, you said it, <laughs> you said it best. I love what you said just now, you, you were like, no one is going to outwork me. Mm -hmm. And what I find now is that people want to do everything but work. They want to find every way. Like I, I see a lot of delegating. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll ask somebody <laughs> to do something and then they'll ask somebody else to do what right. I ask them to do. Like, right. or they wait to work. Mm -hmm. So another thing is that I was just having this conversation with somebody is that you don't, waiting is, is, is a waste of time. Like you almost sometimes have to move towards something and work towards something just to spark something. Like, and I, I use this example all the time. I used to tell the trainers all the time about cleaning, cleaning the gym and how important it is. And it's still one of our, it's one of our six C's of legacy. And it's amazing to me that every single good cleaner in my organization is successful. Mm -hmm. Anybody willing to go in there and wipe a toilet, mm -hmm. vacuum the turf, do something that the janitor is supposed to do, they always are, are some of my best employees. Mm -hmm. Because it's instilling a work ethic that is just a natural thing. Like it's like, I don't have, it's, it's not a job, it's right. just, part of who they it's are. A part of who you it's are. a pride thing. It's like I take pride in that I am going to work no matter the, mm -hmm. the job. Like you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's like, yes, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, but am I doing more than is required of me? Right. Like am I gonna go the extra mile? Because that is how doors open. That's mm -hmm. where all of a sudden some guy that makes you know, $350,000 a year is in the class and he sees you scrubbing down the, the bench. Mm -hmm. He's like, I like that guy. I'm gonna go train with him. Then boom, you have a new client. Like it, it sparks curiosity with others about, man, that guy's got integrity. There's something about him that's different. And then that breeds opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I wish, you know, we had more of. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, um Part of that and my approach kind of with that is I don't run around like I'm the boss and call myself the boss 
just, I actually hate that word. The yeah, boss, I, you I know, I, I am looking for partners, you know, yeah. with any, everything I do. I need a partner because if you if, if we treat this like it's ours, if you come into the studio, you have full access to the, you can walk in any room I can walk in right. to in here. Um, you know, I see things out of order. I got a little bit of OCD, so, you know, I might see something adjusted or, yes, because of the, 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 the faculty that I have there, um, you know, if this is too out of whack, like, why, why is it like this? Right, right. But um, more than anything, if, how do you treat your own house? Or your car. Or your car, you know, like, exactly. I expect you to, if you feel like this is yours, I feel like you're going to treat it. Like it's, hopefully you treat it like it's yours with, with respect. So I try to go into things from a partnership perspective and not feel like, yo, you work for me. Have I you ever read that. the book, It's Your Ship? Mm -mm. It's, it, that, that whole book is, is, I will, I, is, I uh, is really good because it's coming from a Navy, Navy perspective okay. of how the ships used to be ran where it was like the captain, whatever the captain said, everybody had to do. But then this new captain came in and he started allowing people to, to have a voice mm -hmm. and to say, hey, you know what? We're down there in the, and they, forgive me, I don't know the names of these yeah. things, but the gully or whatever, yeah. you know? And y'all's manual says do it like this, but if we did it like this, it would be more efficient. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, so he ended up creating a ship where everyone had a voice right. and everyone had input and then it made the ship better and right. it made it more efficient. Right, right, a tip and top ship. And that's what you want on a team, mm -hmm. right. and that's what you want for your organization, right. is you want voices, you want ideas, you, mm -hmm. want, uh, you want innovation constantly. Mm -hmm. And you need to allow the front desk girl to say something. You need to allow you know, a member to say something. Yeah. Like, if you think that you're too big to learn something from anyone, right. then you're missing the point. Like, we can all learn from each other. Right, one of the things I say lately is, um, the most genius thing I can do at this point is make space for another genius to say something. Like, yeah. I, I might, I might strike lightning, you know, catch lightning in the bottle in, in the next ten. I might, right. <laughs> but I might have somebody else around me, you know. That and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And does this happen with you? Because I'm always fascinated mm -hmm. of, of how y'all come up with. Because I'm a, I'm a big creative. Yeah, yeah. And I love music, mm -hmm. but I'm certainly, you know, yeah. I don't know how y'all do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Do you find yourself when you're with these other producers and other DJs and other singers and songwriters and things like that, do they ever, and I'm, I'm assuming this happens because it, it does in my life and in, in coaching, um, do you like hear a word or hear a sound that they do that then sparks something that you know you could take that and then run with it, All right? All the time. All the time, right? Yeah, that's like, that's, that's the power of creating, I mean, uh, uh, collaborating. Collaborating, right? You know, so, you know, that's the point of it. Yeah. Hopefully you do something that take me somewhere else or vice versa. Yeah. And um, that is the reason and, and, you know, that's why I believe in synergy and everybody kind of being on the same page working towards the same thing because my success and the, and the records that have been success is because of the synergy in the room. Right. And I said this before, you don't hear, what you hearing on the record it's not the music. You hearing us in the room with each other. Creating. Creating, yeah. having fun, going back, pumping each yeah. other up. You just hearing that on audio. But um, that that's process, what it was. Yeah. Hey, can you, 
enlighten us on the process because I, I was fortunate enough to be in the, that's kind of like how we, how we met, to be in the studio, to watch the process. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if people really know like the fact that, so like what's, what's the biggest story. song you've done? So I'll give you a good story. Yeah, give me a good this story. a pretty good story. All right. <laughs> Let me take a sip. All right. <laughs> by the way, by the way, NBO H2O, it's fire, the can is fire, the water is crisp. This is, this is a vision. And I didn't ask him to do this either. This is so. a, nah, it's, you know. <laughs> and, he, and he comes from Virginia, so they know, they, they, so there's a saying, right? Something in the water. Something in the water. Something yeah. in the water in Virginia, because they be producing <laughs> athletes, musicians. Right, there's something about Virginia that is, there's on, something I'm magical about on. Virginia. So, so tell me the story. So I'll say this. So, um, future sex love sound project. All right. Um, Justin Timberlake, y'all. Justin Timberlake, future sex love sound project. Five of those records were created in, well, the tracks were created in like a two and a half, maybe three hour jam session with me, Tim, and JT, just pulling up sounds and just, and those records were. And by the way, like, I remember getting that album and it's like, I was blown away <laughs> by these new sounds mm -hmm. that we've never heard of before. Right. You know what I mean? It was yeah. so, like as a music lover mm -hmm. and you know, I love Justin Timberlake, obviously. Yeah. I think every man has a crush on <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> but yeah. every white guy wants to be Justin yeah. Timberlake, you know? And uh, I'll never forget putting that album in and, and, uh, and just being like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So we, so it was, um, on the fly, Sexy Back was created. It was just, Tim started with it. Just one sound, and I'm like, I ran Harry Program the drums. And then the the kind of, the other little things we added, we literally was just going back and forth. Sexy Ladies, the burn them, the burn them, burn. Same, same jam session, that's like, we'll cook up something, it's like, all right, we get that out, it might be, 20 minutes of audio of just us slapping it together. Yeah. Then it was um, Summer Love. I played it on my on my uh, IG the other day. Um, I, he pulled up the drum, I'm playing the keys. That's why some of the things have the same sound. Right. Because we was... Well, it was such a, it was a very, uh, synergy might be the yeah. word, it was a very synergenic mm -hmm. CD. Like mm -hmm. it was very, like it took you on this, particular musical journey. Right. It wasn't all over the place. Yeah, it, it, wasn't was like, over the place. it was like almost like one song, mm -hmm. but, but in such and a how fantastic we tied them all way. Together. So yeah. we had these jam sessions. Then it was um, like Losing My Way was one of the songs. And that's at like the end of the project. And uh, In The Time. In The Time was one. So like those five or six records was just us. And how does, does JT write? He write, I, I Does he write as, the, as it's being created or does he have to hear the whole as thing As it's first? being created. As it's being created. Um, and this particular moment, it was just jamming. But then he goes back and I witnessed And does he get in the booth and like freestyle, like kind of? I witnessed this man. I witnessed this man <laughs> with no paper or anything. Pretty much spit out that whole album. Wow. Off the off the, the dome, of off the dome, like, like Jay Z style. Yo, I'm, I think I'm like 
the only witness that seen wow. this. You know, it was. And that's incredible it, to me. It, you like, know, incredible. he'll pace around, pace around, you know, rub a bit. You hear him mumbling a little bit. Then he'll go in the booth and just sing down a whole first verse, pre chorus, and the hook, do the harmonies, do everything. Then he'll come back out and just pick out the second verse. Wow. But that much, like, you do that much, the song's done. Yeah. You know, you just plug in the second verse. Right. So, um,. That's how the process went on the creativity. And obviously we pull them back up, tighten them up, like, yo, move this section, stack and add on top of yeah. it and make it a real record. But the first, I mean, like five or six of those records was just us slapping stuff together. And by the way, we only did, we, the 10 songs we created are the 10 on the, it ain't no, no extras. That's, yeah. that's crazy to me. And that was kind of how we worked. And it's, you know, it's, it's no rhyme or reason to creating and collaborating. It's, it's completely different now in a lot of different ways. Everybody got the new instrument in the studio is the laptop. So, you know, it, it, the last thing somebody gonna have is a guitar yeah. instrument. Does that, yeah. so as a musician, <laughs> does that kind of drive you crazy a little bit? A little bit, bit a little yeah. bit. And, um, and you play everything? I just play drums and I play keys. Okay. I, I fiddled around on bass, like I can find my way. Yeah. But um, but drums is like your drums thing, is right? my drums is my first love. That yeah. was that's the instrument I'm. If a drum set was in here, yeah. I'd be like, hey, what up, man? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play the drum. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's that's my first love. Keys, um, I love as well. I'm a melodic person, and that came from playing in church. Okay. Um, more so as a necessity, because my pops had got his own church, so I had to start playing. I had. That's to right. I forgot your dad's a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started in playing. Virginia. In Virginia, nice. yes. He has ministries in um, Africa, in Ghana, and El Salvador too. Do you think that? Because I know, I know it has been in my life, like having really Christian parents and Bible Bible believing parents. You know, I, I feel like it's almost at an early age. It's like we just move differently. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's like like my mom never stops praying for me, and you can literally like. You know it, you feel it, like you, and you feel like you have favor in your life. But then it also, it's almost like, also it's, it's, it's like, you know, you're like, mom, you there? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it puts a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, accountability, but like, uh, uh, I'm drawing I, a blank. I think, but, I think you, know. you just kind of, you know, you get instilled with, right and wrong from a spiritual aspect. That's what I was exactly what I was trying to say. You know, and um, and you're just more mindful about just what you out here with. You're more sensitive to yeah. your actions. Exactly. It's like yeah. you realize that that it's it's bigger than um, it's bigger than earthly consequences. Exactly. It's like a soul exactly. consequence. Exactly. So when you go to make decisions, exactly. you're not thinking like the normal person. You're actually thinking on a on a spiritual level. You're not thinking about you the right earth on, level, you, right you know. And so and that that I just carried that. Whether I was conscious about it, I think now I'm conscious about it. I think that light went off. Just letting y'all know. Um, I'm conscious about that now. Um, I wasn't before. Yeah. I mean, I'm. It was in. It, I was. It was subconscious. Before. Right. Right. Now it's in the. It's in the front, and I'm more conscious about. The decisions I make that hopefully you know it, it affects my my spirit right um, my ultimate ultimately 
I want to be in heaven ultimately. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to um, make sure I'm leaving the proper mark on the planet as well. So that's why I say earlier, going back to what I was saying, at this point, I think everything is about how to be of service for me. It's like I'm definitely whether, not whether, saying whether, whether it's in your in your career and like I said, I'm from you know I'm, I'm starting a foundation. Okay. Um, I don't know if you ever. Like I said, there's fragments and pieces of things that that I do that I've done that might not have had a rhyme or reason, but it's something that I believed in. Right. And I, and I had this whole volume brand that I was kind of I had the volume hats and these T-shirts, but now I'm gonna just make that a non-profit organization. Is there uh, a particular um, like a purpose of it? So the per so what I what I want to target is um, through through the church through the body of Christ, I would say, being the church. Partnering with the church to do different things within the community. Okay. Um, Back it, in your hometown or anywhere? Everywhere. Anywhere. You know, it, it's more like, you know, just a, a, you know, foundation having the funding to be able to also venture into missionary yeah. style things. Okay. So um, partnering with the church, if there's, you know, like you took me to, to, to voo, mm -hmm. you know, and having a conversation with that pastor and like letting them know what I'm trying to do. If there's a young, obviously I want to, I do want to target the youth, yeah. but also the needy. But like I said, partnering with the church, instead of doing a a toy giveaway just on my own, right? Partner with it, find a, a, a church that I well, like you said, there's power in collaborating. Exactly. So you can reach more people. I if can you, reach more. If so you. I'm just using, just taking that. My success was collaborating, yeah, and taking that and just expanding that process in everything I'm doing. You know, um, with Realm, the same thing. You know, yeah. collaboration-based application for creatives in the music business, not artist-driven, but producers, engineers, writers. Beat makers. So basically, DJ. everybody behind the board, like, everybody behind the behind the scenes that don't get the love that, that they need. The exactly. That actually do most of the exactly. work. <laughs> those people. Yeah. Which I um, love. That's great. Those people. Volume Foundation is something geared towards uh, geared towards the um, collaborating with the church, finding youth within the church to maybe give a scholarship to. Um, you know, if a family in need, yeah. building funds. Is there a is there a website? I'm all of that's been developed. Okay. Right, in real time, I'm 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 basically was I had to nail down the financial structure how I wanted to do right. it. Right. Um, I know what the branding is, but the as far as the name and the visual, the mission statement I have is about seventy percent complete. Um, then you know all the backdoor stuff, and then I want to do the site. So, what's going to happen is I have a link tree on my. Um, on my IG, yep, and I'm gonna just add it to that link tree, That's so perfect. you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to give. It'll be a public, you know, form. You know, it's not a privatized foundation. Yeah. So that, and ultimately, the goal for that is just to be able to hopefully, you know, I, we doing things where we feel like we gonna come into a billion dollars. Right. Right. I want to be able to take what I would give to a church through my foundation hopefully get some other people, other partners, and I, and I ultimately want to build some sort of school. I don't want to call it a school. I, 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 
haven't figured out what to call this right. yet, but I know what it is. It's a place where any age of child from, you know, kindergarten to teenager, you know, can go and find, start to find their gift. I feel like my advantage in life and the reason why I'm here is because I found something I was passionate about at nine early, years old. Early, right. Yeah. And because my parents, whether they had it or not, continued to feed my desire or my passion, mm -hmm. it developed and it blossomed. You know, my pop, I remember, you know, my pop seen I was playing the drums in church. He went and bought me a, I'll never forget, is a, 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 a clear, like plexiglass yeah. <laughs> drum set. <laughs> I remember those too. And, and he, right, and he put it in the um, kitchen. That's amazing. And I'm banging yeah. through the whole house, neighbors. Anything. That's love right there too, Yo, you know? <laughs> you know, that, I never forget that right. because that was the seed, you know what I mean? Yep. And um, I feel like because of that, I was able to grow from that. And it's like, man, the reason why I feel like I see a lot of people slipping or, or, or you know, I, we see our nieces, nephews, and, and cousins mm -hmm. not being able to latch on to what they want to do because maybe they don't—they didn't have a place that can just, yo, come to the center. Right. Here go a camera. And school is so structured it's, in yeah, a certain it's, way. It's not school. It's, like, it's, you know, it's yeah, like it's, the curriculum probably doesn't open you up to the creative yeah, side. It's like, like it's so, like right. history, math, it's basically, science. Basically a place that you can start to Figure out your passion. Like, if you don't feel like you're a photographer, t turn the camera back into the front desk and you're like, uh, I want to go spray paint. I got a whole wall where you can just paint. You know what I mean? Just go. Just until you figure it out. I love then, that. then we walk through and like, yo, you, you right. actually got an eye for this. Right. We've been doing this forever, so we got, I know photographers. I know painters. I know different people that I can bring in that, yo, this kid. So to help kind of also bring a mentorship yeah. or outreach program. Like again, everything that I'm doing is based on what I felt like I lacked coming up from not having opportunity in Virginia. Like the most we had was Teddy Riley Studio, you know, legendary producer. Yeah. Studio in the cut. You wouldn't even know it's there. You ride by it every day. But when you did find out it's there, you like, yo, Teddy Riley Studio there? And that was kind of it. And I, I had my opportunity to get through that gate and I'm blessed and that's a part of my story. But, um, you know, that was it. Where do you go from there in Virginia? So it's just creating this place that is also a portal to get people to other places. Whether mm -hmm. it's in Virginia, I, the vision is in Virginia. Okay. There's an area where I grew up that I really want to just go by the whole neighborhood and the school, it was a school. Yeah. And that was like my little map from going to play basketball to coming back home where I was living, where my first job, football, all of this is in this. Talk about a, literally like a full circle dream come Yo, true. You can I go back and do that, that's, that'd be amazing. That's the, the, and that's the reason. Yeah. It's just, that's why I wanted, that's where I wanted to start. Right. Um, and a lot of the things that I'm saying to some degree, the conversations have been had, it has been started or I'm seeking out the information. And, and that's the other thing is like talking about becoming. Um, 
it's about how much action we put forward and not just talking about it. Right. You know, we've been talking about things for years, but everything that you've talked to me about, I've seen it hit a certain level right. to where I have, you know, I see where you about to go from here or where you want to go. Mm. Um, I, I, that was a part of the learning process of, yo, I started my app 2018, just a con basic concept. In that same moment, I'll never forget, I could have talked myself out of it by speculating how much it was going to cost. Mm -hmm. I was like, and time, too. I mean, talk about that because I think a lot of people don't start because they think it's going to take long, or they start and it doesn't happen overnight, so then they quit. Right. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're in this new facility, but this is. 14 years of sacrifice, of hard work, of effort to be able to be in the position yeah. that I'm in today. If I, I wonder, you know, like if we told a 18 year old that, hey, I'm a, it's gonna, you, you wanna be a, you know, you wanna be a guitar player? Okay, yeah. well, you're not gonna be successful until you're 35. Now, again, yeah, yeah, music yeah. is a little different, yeah, yeah. but talk about a little bit about how you handle when things are not in, in the out, from the outside's perspective, they're not moving as fast, and, and maybe even from your own perspective, mm -hmm. like, because we all do want things to happen a lot faster than they do. I mean, I know that. Um, but I, what, what motivation is, 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 a, is a funny word. I don't like really using it sometimes because I think it's, it's not really the driver of what I do, but, in this context, I think it is. What keeps you motivated to continue your, your dream of getting to where you want to be with the apps, with the school, with the, you know, like yeah. what, what keeps you going and not saying, you know what, I got, because the truth is, you're, like you said, you're already successful. Mm -hmm. You're good. Like if, you, if you said today, I'm going to retire, you're, you're pretty good. Like yeah. you got your beautiful house <laughs> you're building, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you could just work in the studio, whatever, but. But that's not who you are and that's not where you want to go. So what, what is that driving force for you? The, the main driving force is I, you know, like I said, I'm speaking on the accident and coming up out of it and having all these beat, bits and pieces. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do as far as create this ecosystem of opportunity. Yeah. And that's what you've been put back here for. Um, and I'm dedicated to that. I so it's, like. it's, if I hear you, then it's, it's really, you've identified mm -hmm. God's purpose and now it's blinders so. and I'm going to execute, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. whatever it takes, yeah. excuse me, yeah. whatever it takes to get there, I'm going to do. Yeah. I you think know? that's kind of what it become is, yeah. you know, I, that's like my prayer all the time. Like you've given me these visions, you put this in front of me to see. Right. I, I just give me the strength to execute it and I'm going to do everything I can. And I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I want to do anything that's far fetched. We see new billionaires pop up every year every from year. some kind of startup um, from the very things that we're doing. I think now none of us got a, any slightly different idea than anybody else. It's about you getting after it and executing your plan. So. That's number one, is just fulfilling what I feel like my mission is. Mm. And that's where 
even going back to the original question um, of kind of where did your life change? When I realized or feel like this is my mission, I just started to feel like I cannot achieve any of this stuff, this big stuff that I'm talking about, if I'm going to continue, if I'm this, this person right here. You know, we've had this conversation up in your office. Well, that's actually, that's actually, you just kind of like, uh-huh. that was really going to be my, my next kind of like pivoting point uh-huh. is, and you basically just said it, but maybe elaborate on it, uh-huh. is that, so you're here, you want to be here. Uh-huh. What does that look like? Because I know for a fact that I cannot get to where I want to be unless I maximize every single ounce of potential in my own life mind, body, and soul, if I am not operating at the highest level myself, then I'm not going to influence those around me. So what are the things that you feel like now you know you have to do? And by the way, you look great. Thank you. And I know we'll get into the fitness side of it a little bit too, but um, just talk about a little bit about the commitment to yourself. Yeah. And that commitment is what is going to get you to where you're trying to go. So one of the things was I turned, I turned 42 next month. When it turned to 20, I know we had this crazy pandemic year and all this mm. stuff, but that year of 2020 was just, I was super hyped, not for the year of 2020, but for the decade of 2020 to 2030. Okay. And I just felt like I put a 10 year plan together, so in my paper I got every year what I'm trying to accomplish and you know kind of a schedule um where i would like to be in the next year i'm on year four you know everybody talk about what they're doing this year and new year you know all this stuff i'm on year this is year four um of my 10-year plan obviously year 2020 being year one even though zero but um i'm on year four so that's kind of rewind to one of the other things you said I don't put the pressure off myself because I allow myself the time span to accomplish a lot of the things that I want to accomplish. Um, My thing was my business, my financial advisor, we sat down 10 years ago, literally. And he said, if you don't got to work no more, you don't have to. Now that's not the choice I made. But I, what I told myself was, after I continued, and you know, this last 10 years has been crazy. Right, right. But I told myself, that opportunity for someone to tell me that ever came again, I'm taking that deal. Right. And um, I felt like by 50, you know, I see my peers, you know, a yeah. lot of other people. I feel like by 50, first of all, I ain't gonna be an old man. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> not nowadays. I, yeah, if I take care of myself and yep. do what I'm supposed to do, I should be the best I've ever. I been. hope not. I'm five years away from that, hey, so you yeah, know we you ain't, look better you know. now. Not you always look good, yeah. but you look remarkably good. Like every year I see you, you know what I mean. So that lets you know it's possible. Right. You know what I mean to look better and be better as a person, as a man. But you got to do the work. So <clears throat> that's what it came down to with. 2020, I said, you know, one of my homeboys, we was in Bahamas working on JT, and he just was like, what's the plan? 
And I'm telling him the plan. I'm like, I know that. Yeah. He's like, you know, what's really the play? And I was just like, you know, I'm looking around. We're looking at $200 million yachts. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. And it's not, that wasn't my goal, but it's just quality of life. Mm -hmm. Rang out, right? So that's my number one priority. Um, and then I said, an internal thought was, if I lived the first 40 years of my life this way and got here, you know, drinking a little excessively, mm. eating a little, you know, on and off with the training, eating whatever I want, maybe smoking a little weed pen, right. distracted. Um, and by the way, I'm not the worst. And this this is coming from a person who is, is a, I consider myself even then a very disciplined person. Yeah, yeah. But there's levels. Right. Um, what, how can I live the next 40? If I really, really cut out some of this other stuff. If mm -hmm. I really, really like, took the drinking down to like a minimum, mm -hmm. if at all. If I really, okay, you can't smoke no more. Let's leave that alone. Um, let's get uncomfortable. So that's where you came in. I'm meeting you here at 7.30 in the morning. Right. Which means I had to get up at 5.30 and do everything that I don't want to do because I know I'm not going to achieve what I feel like I'm supposed to achieve if I'm not being optimal on all levels. Right. So one thing I try to do is um, spiritual counseling, you as from the life perspective, and the last piece I still have yet to add on, which I'm going to add on, is just therapy, you mm -hmm. know, for the, for the emotional aspect. Right. I am aware of the traumas, not specifically what the trauma is, but the things that I have gone through. I was a young kid getting thrusted into the music business and super successful on a high level, young what was your, money coming your way. Yeah, when, when was your, when did you first taste that like real success? It was, um, I was 24, 20, 24 I think, or 25, we had just did a, uh, Nelly's Promiscuous that okay. came out. And so you were really young. Yeah, I was like 24. Yeah. And um, and that was, you know, again, I, I didn't go crazy. Right. But, you know, we pick up habits. Right. And that's 20, you know, 20 years of... So I, I, I achieved something that I felt like I'd never achieved before in 2016 with this alignment. I haven't felt that since. But I felt like I was supposed to feel that to know if you apply yourself this way maybe you can walk in that light all the time i love that and um so that's really been the challenge mm -hmm. and since then obviously i had different things that i had to deal with i had to deal with i got stricken with some anxiety out of nowhere flying like i got on a plane had a panic attack had to get off and the next few trips after that, I'm on the plane, like I'm a wreck. I, I had to get off one more time. And then, you know, that's where I went seeing the psychologist. Mm. He prescribed me some Xanax. Oh, right. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Now, I didn't go down the rabbit hole, right. but I, yeah, I didn't, I never, I don't have the, a, an addictive personality. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm not going to be naive to say that I didn't get addicted to alcohol or yeah. the weed panel. You know, anything you use obsessively, it's an addiction. Right, exactly. So, 
um, you know, from the accident with the first attempt for this to throw me off, then the anxiety, and then I'm leaning on these things that I never leaned on before, and I'm in sessions, I'm drinking, things not going how I wanted to go. I'm Yes, you know, you lean on other substances mm-hmm. instead of leaning on what you should be leaning on. So I got through it, 2020. I still dealt with it a little bit, but it was the beginning of my plan and the beginning of making a commitment mentally to, yo, you just can't eat that stuff. Right. So it's over. You can't drink this stuff. Anymore. Talk a little bit about, because... You know, I, we're obviously in a gym, my background. Um, I think a lot of people would, this would help them uh, because I've always had, I've always like kind of wondered why certain individuals are super, super successful and super talented at one thing, but yet they don't seem to figure out how to apply it to themselves and their bodies, you know, like they're mass, again, massively successful. And I'm talking from lawyers to filmmakers to, uh, <laughs> sorry, blah, I had to search you out there. <laughs> you know, because when you get, when you, when you do what I do, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're only dealing with elite. You're only dealing with, with high end people. So again, lawyers, filmmakers, producers, singers, songwriters, uh, athletes, and what do you think it is? Like, uh, what, or, or better yet, I mean, obviously you can't speak for everyone and what they're so, but speak, speak to that for you and what that's looked like for you. And then maybe now, because I'm already, obviously I'm seeing the dedication, I'm seeing the change. What was your biggest, by the way? What was your biggest point? Ooh, what are we talking about, recently or? What ever? was your biggest, biggest? My biggest ever was I don't know if this is accurate, but I can tell you what the scale did. All right. The scale went around the 300. Oh, damn. And kind of, it went around the two. Did it do the, the... Yeah, it did that. It did a full 360 and some change. Like, you know what I mean? And I felt like it read about like 300, 310. And it, it, the thing is, I, I get... And how old were you when you were... I was young. I okay. was 20. This was like why we was making all this music. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so well, the weight right, thing right before, has been... A long oh, journey. Yeah, it's been a, a long, long journey. journey. It's been, you know, and from there it was just up and down. So from there I went from. And by the way, he avoided me for like a decade. A, long time. a decade. I it was probably not, was ten years. It was a long. I was not. Training. It was damn near close. Because I was, yeah, it was, it I was, was training Rico in two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. And I we, met we, you around yeah, that time. Twenty eighteen is when we started. Yeah. So not, it yeah. took him nine years yeah, for I me to get for him to hire. I just me. did. I just nine did. years, bro. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't about to do it. Um, but he, he don't, he don't bite, he, he hurt, but he don't bite. Yeah. But, um, but when I finally did start to train with him, it was more than the training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we talk about all the time. It was, it was a camaraderie. It was to be able to talk about this stuff. So I wasn't just building my body. Yeah. You know, I was building my spirit, my mental. We talking about a lot of different stuff to help sharpen me all around. So it was, and you know, clients don't I, it ain't even what i came in for right. i can't came to train yeah it's just we click on that level and that created the the, the desire to you know obviously keep coming back if i would have stayed over here you know i i'll kind of be looking like you a little bit. of course right. <laughs> but i moved you know what i'm saying but um 
that's the that's the reason why. But yeah, my biggest was like three hundred something. Then I got to like two forty, and then back up, and then back down. So it's just it's up and down, up and down. But for you, what is what do you think is the? Because again, like you're you're disciplined in almost everything else in your life, and and again. Yeah. Obviously now you're you're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to get there where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's about the commitment now, but maybe to help others to figure out what the struggle was, and then where was the moment of like, you know what, no more. Yeah. Like I'm not going through this roller coaster anymore. That's the I'm thing. I'm done. Like, like I don't have the energy in me at this point. I don't have that ba- that bounce back. That get back up and mm-hmm. knock the 25 pounds back off. That alone. Especially the older you get, yeah, it's harder. Like, that alone, to be coming back in here, feeling all that pain over again. Like, that alone is, is, is I'm that not That scares you enough, yeah, right? That, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like, it might have been an injury. I remember when I got my smallest, I was like 220. Okay. Um, this was mid you know, uh, no, I was still in LA. So it was about 2010, 2009, um, 2010, 2011. But I pulled my hamstring, and that you know, hamstring take no, it's <laughs> take forever. Yeah, forever. So I I just fell off and just slipped down in that slope. I like to eat. You know, I'm like any other person. I like to eat. Well, the truth it, is, we all like to eat. Weird. Like people say, they only they're lying. Like, it took me everybody a while. loves food. Come on. It took me a while to dial in what nutrition works for me. Yeah. And once I realized that, okay, you know, the difference between sugar being fuel, and that's the thing, it's like, it's not that sugar is bad, it's just, what's your fuel source? Your body gonna pick what is going, it's gonna burn the sugar because that's what it wants. Right. And it's gonna store the fat. So mm-hmm. if you put in a cheeseburger in your body, you gave it a combination of diesel fuel and jet fuel. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna choose what it wants. So if you just, you know, I had to figure it out. Once I figured out, I got to stay from the sugar, the rice that doesn't help me, the breads, and the, you know, and find alternatives. So over the last six years, I just found. Once I started doing, I started doing keto. Mm-hmm. I'm not more. I'm not keto based. Yeah. Right now, like I understand what that is, but that's not. You know, I use keto keto as a cheat meal at this point. Okay. Just like if I want to have a little bit more cheese than I want. To. Right. But um. Once I, once I figured that out, that was my first initial big drop of weight and I kept it on. Once I stopped eating that, once I started eating that way, right. I had lost like 40 pounds and pretty much kept that weight off. Like yeah. I was 270 at the time um, and dropped down to like 230. And, and how long did that take you? Man, I lost that weight like, for real, for real, um, 40 days. Right. And it shows you the power. Yeah. And I mean, the take home message there to yeah. me is that you can't outwork your diet. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why like people are constantly asking me to do more in the nutrition portion of, of the business. Hey, you need to come out with this. You need to do that. You need to tell people what to eat and whatever. And the truth is the reason why I stay away from it is because it really is an individual yeah, thing. Yeah, you yeah. got to find what works for you. Work for you. And that is a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um, 
But you gotta, it goes back to you gotta have the desire and yeah. you gotta want to change right. yeah. and you gotta go through that journey of saying, hey, when I eat this, I feel like this. Yeah. When I eat this, I yeah. feel like this. And what I don't understand is when people, when you eat this and you feel like shit, it's telling you, it's, it's telling talking you. to you. Yeah. So listen and adjust. That was a big and, thing. And I, and I do understand to a certain degree because I'm, I'm a peanut butter lover, mm -hmm. but it's literally terrible for me. Yeah. And really all seed oils are terrible for us. And peanut oil is one of the worst, but I love peanut yeah, butter. Yeah. But I'm not dumb though. Yeah. So it's like, I don't go home and eat a jar of peanut butter every day, even though I love, I could, I literally could, but I don't mm -hmm. because I know it's bad for me. Yeah, I so it's it. like coming to that point where you respect yourself enough yes. to say, I'm not gonna do this because it's affecting me in a negative way. 100%, and it's how you feel, like, you know, you, to, to your point, you ask yourself, do you wanna feel more like this? You know, I'm waking up, I remember when I started, I woke up in the morning, you got, I got aches going on in my body that's like, you know, I'm like, where's this coming from? Food. And, yeah, and then the moment- Alcohol. The mo right, and the moment I stopped doing those things excessively, I feel, you know, I felt so, the energy was like, I don't know if y'all, I like, I love comic books, like, and, and Iron Man 2, the movie, when he made that new element and put that element yeah, in yeah. picture, and he just was like, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, I felt like I discovered a new element, and um, I've been very, very conscious and mindful about what I eat. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm going to eat some cookies, and I'm going to exactly. eat, you know what I mean? But I'm also gonna get back up and I'm gonna come to the gym and I'm gonna squat heavy or I'm gonna do a three mile walk or run or whatever. Um, now just for me, it's just about spacing it out and not killing myself. Right. If I can live this way, again, back to my 2020 epiphany, is live more like this than the other way. Mm -hmm. This is your new life. Have my, more good days life. than bad. Yeah, more good days That's than bad. That's what I tell people all the time, that you're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have an emotional eating day. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have a day where you go out with your friends and they want, you know, like you're gonna have those days. But the days that you don't have that, are you on point and are you following the path that you say you're gonna do? You know, I have to so. cut out all of those. Trying to get in shape by this time and trying to do this by this. It's like. No, this is a lifestyle you know, at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's just committing. I just committed to what's necessary and I've seen the most progress you know, in a long time. Like the worst shape I've probably been in in a long time was when we had a conversation, um, you know, for some months back. Right. And, and that was just, um, you know, we coming, off of, we coming off of the COVID year. I'm all over the place. You were traveling you know, a lot. I'm traveling a lot. I'm drinking a lot in these sessions. You know, you slip into the, to the, mm -hmm. to the, um, the, the, the things you get addicted to trying to find comfort. You know, it's just- And habits, like- yeah. Bad habits are a lot easier to maintain than good habits. Because <laughs> bad habits typically feel better in the moment. Most bad habits is instant gratification. Most good habits is delayed gratification. And so obviously we're gonna lean towards the bad habits because the good habits, we don't even see the results of the good habits until we consistently do them long enough that they arrive at the end. And then, you know, and that's why most people quit diets. Mm -hmm. That's why most people quit working out because yeah, it doesn't necessarily feel good in yeah. the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just decided that, I, that, that this is how I'm gonna live, but also having a sense of purpose 
and feel like I can't, I'm not gonna accomplish this until I'm operating with that clock, that triangle closed. So whatever it takes for me to be optimal is what I'm gonna do, right. how I've decided to live, because I'm trying to get a school up. You know, I'm trying well, to- you can't, you don't have, you don't have the luxury to not feel good, mm -hmm. to be tired. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you're optimal yeah. with the body and the mind and the soul, yeah. then you're allowed to accomplish more. And that's why I tell everybody like, this is not about a six pack anymore for me ever. Like it's not, it's I mean, a byproduct. Even though you had it. For, right, it's a byproduct. For 25 years. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> can't help that it's, it's consistent that yeah. I, I've had a sexy stomach, but yeah. it's, uh, but I can honestly say though, that it has nothing working out, diet, exercise, cold plunge, sauna, yeah. IVs, peptides, all this stuff has nothing to do with my body. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with, with performing at my optimal highest level. And I still think I have room to grow. Like, and that's the crazy thing. That doesn't change. So, you have decisions to make. You have people you gotta deal with, personality yep. you gotta deal with. Like I'm not trying to sit in, in, in a room and someone hit me with a business analogy and throwing things at me that I need to make it a kind of a spot on decision. Mm. Like even if I have the wherewithal to dodge it, I still need to process that. Like right. oh, this person said, boo, 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 boo. they could do this by that, 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 and the third, do, do. That don't make sense. I ain't gonna say nothing right now. That don't make sense. Versus me being in the room, I'm sluggish, I'm tired, I'm dragging. Then I gotta hopefully ask my partner or whoever that's around me, what it is, so what are we talking about? Right, like, right. Um, um, and then dealing, like I said, dealing with personality. People, I have, uh, I'm big on treating people with respect, um, doing unto others as you want them mm -hmm. to do unto you. And, you know, people don't think the way you think. They don't think the way we think. So you're going to run into <laughs> some big head throughout the day yep. that you got to be, you know, make sure your patience is where it needs to be, you know, before you have to jump down somebody's throat. Right. So it's all of these different things, especially when you're operating on a high level with the things we're trying to pull off in business. Um, you can't be quick to react. You gotta be more patient, slower to react. And I just wanna be optimal to make more good decisions than bad ones. Cause if I can wake up starting from the moment I put my feet on the ground with a good decision, hopefully I'm just gonna snowball that throughout the day. It's actually, I've actually never, not never, but you actually just made it a really good point because um, you kind of correlated becoming your best to helping you make better decisions. And it's actually like hearing you say it, it is true that we, when we don't feel good, we're quicker to respond, react in a negative way because we're not reacting to what's happening to us. Mm -hmm. We're reacting to how we're feeling. Exactly. And it's just triggering the fact that we feel like crap. Mm -hmm. And then we're projecting that feeling onto other people. Mm -hmm. But when you're feeling great, and someone say cut you off in the road you're feeling so good you're like eh, whatever you know or someone says something nasty you're like sorry you feel that way you know like you you don't you respond rather than react exactly. because you, you're in a good place exactly. so i love i love yeah. that you said yeah. that because that's that's like 
that's where everybody should want to be, you know? Yeah. Like, and there's a re and also too, it's, it's not normal to feel bad, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people think that it's, it's normal to have headaches all day and mm -hmm. sluggish and tired. And that is not, that. that is not normal, people. Recognize that. You got to change. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. Something is off. You're yeah. not getting enough sleep. You're not drinking enough water. Right. You don't have enough sodium in your, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's, you got to get to a point where you identify that so that you can, you can help because when you become a better version of yourself, then again, you're going to be a better father, a better mother, a better businessman, a better employee. You're just going to be better to those around you. Right. I, I, I come to realize that God's creation as far as the human body, we it's are perfect. a machine. I mean, it's. And I don't understand it. I, I never understand the depths, but what these bodies can do. And number one, it's only an exoskeleton for your no, the brain. nervous system yeah, and exactly. the brain. And if you can uh, keep these things operating at a high level, uh, and this it controls the body, you know, it's just making all of it work together. Um, and that's kind of having that kind of realization it makes me respect my body um, and you know they, you hear things all the time we hear so much cliche stuff all the time your body is a temple and all this other type right. of stuff I mean but it's, it's not necessarily cliche because yeah, it's actually it's, in the Bible like you know what I mean like your body not, is a temple not, like exactly. it's not really it's but people misuse it so right. many times that you just kind of oh I heard I that so many times they don't understand people really exactly what it is I don't think people really understand the connection of mind spirit and and, yeah. and body like i think they think oh i need to focus on like reading and my mind and then i'll get to the body later or they think oh i want to get in the best shape of my life but i'm not going to read like it all, all is stuff, together all it's all together, together. and all together. there's something too about the spiritual realm of it the soul of it that to me i've always found that the better shape I'm in, the sharper I am, then I can hear, hear better. Like I can hear my intuition better. I can, I can make better decisions that of these voices in our heads, you know, like, so. I feel, I say you tune, we have to tune ourselves to be on that frequency. And the way we tune in ourselves to be on the frequency, on God's frequency, mm -hmm. so you can hear your assignment so you can hear your mission and your purpose or whatever you want to call it. You have to tune up. You have to be optimal in your body and your spirit, your relationship with them. And you know, what you're feeding yourself. We are literally what we eat. And that is goes so beyond just the food. Yep. It's what we feed ourselves, what we feed our spirit. Should we be watching as much news? Should we, should we be, uh, you know, I, I watch funny TV shows and things like that, but I might need to get this this audio book in about some, right. you know what I mean? Uh, when we become what we listen to, mm -hmm. we become who we hang around, mm -hmm. we become what we put in our bodies. Like, it's, it's not rocket science. No, it's not. What happens to us, the lack of discipline to the decisions we make can mm -hmm. be detrimental to the person that we're becoming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you if you do not have discipline in your life, then that ultimately yeah. decides. Like discipline is a decision on who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Exactly. Like it's like 
if you don't choose discipline, then you're not gonna become right. it. So right. you gotta get to a point where you're determined to choose discipline so that you can become yeah. who you're trying to be. I think it comes down to number one also is what are you dedicated to? What what are you what you trying to accomplish? You can't be out it's hard to align everything and pull it together if you don't know what you're what you're right. trying to do. So, you know, go ahead and soul seek and take some time to yourself and figure out what it is. And I don't like don't get it twisted. I don't I I'm not perfect. Don't I'm not trying to say no, 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 nobody's perfect. As if it's you know, I got this thing figured out to a science. Yeah. Um, I get up and strive every day. Um, I think one of the most humbling things that I've learned is exactly by me applying all of what I apply to every aspect of my being, mm. the humbling thing that I've learned is how far away I am. That right there sits me down and shuts me up because no matter how far I've gone, you got, you got a ways to go. I, I say this all the time, and I tell this story all the time, and Bla will tell you too. I, it still happens today where I'll see people that I haven't seen in a long time, and they'll come up to me and they'll go, you still have that little gym over there? Yeah. And it's the most <laughs> motivating thing yeah. and humbling thing that I can hear, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I actually walk away smiling and I, and I actually don't even respond with, yeah. you know, I have six channels. I don't even, yeah. I just say, yeah, I, I still got it. You know, like I yeah. just like play it off. Yeah, I still, you know. Yeah. But it's like those moments for me, it, it's exactly what you just mm -hmm. said. It's telling me you have not arrived. Mm -hmm. You have not arrived. You have so much more you can accomplish if you apply yourself. 100%. And I think we're all like that. Like no matter the age, no matter where you're starting from, like we, we all have way more to accomplish more. than we even give ourselves mm -hmm. credit for. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, there's a discovery period there. Mm -hmm. like, like you said, like sometimes you don't know what that looks like, mm -hmm. but I think if you're not taking action and working towards something, so. but guess what? If you don't know what you wanna do in your life, if you don't know where you wanna, where you wanna go in your life, you live in this body. Yeah. So the number one thing that you can start, no matter, without knowing what the hell you want to do with your life, is take care of you. Mm -hmm. Is take care of you. So, mm -hmm. and that can, be, that can be working out, that can be eating right, and that can also be what you're putting into your body. What are you listening to? What are you reading? Like, that's another thing too, I feel like sometimes I come across younger generations that they're not really being intentional mm -hmm. in, their day to day. They're just kind of like waking up and going through their day. And I think we're lacking intentionality. So, so let me ask you this, um, because I feel like even in everything that I'm trying to accomplish is to shave off this awareness that we have arrived at mm -hmm. soon. You know, we, 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 we've been chipping at it for a long time. Right. We might have, some things might have hit us in our 30s that's like, okay, now we tightening up. How do we get some of the some of the kids, some of the teens, the early teens, to arrive at where we are in their twenties? Like I, I, I feel like I didn't waste my twenties, but um, there's plenty of things that I wish I would have done on the physical, mental, spiritual mm -hmm. aspect. 15, 20 no, years I know, ago, I know. you know what I mean. So what do you feel like we need to do 
to shave the time off. And I, I have one, I don't have an answer to that. I don't yeah. have a theory. I just have a theory as far as why it might not be able to happen. But what do you feel like? I mean, the first thing I, I think of, though, is that experiences that we go through mm-hmm. often shape mm-hmm. our, our future self. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, mm-hmm. would have missed out on the learning. Right. You know, like right. the mistakes I made at a young age actually is what, is why I am who I am today. Right. So I think it's more about us teaching the youth to pay attention to those moments. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to like us being mentors and not accepting people making the same mistake right. twice, you know, right. once or twice. Like, obviously some people make it yeah. several times, but to me, I think it's coaching or mentoring or pouring into the youth and saying like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to live, like mm-hmm. experience stuff. Mm-hmm. But are you learning from it? And are you, so if it's a good thing, are you taking notes of that? Hey, this works for me. This, mm-hmm. this is something that's good for me. And then when you do things that have consequences, are you paying attention to that and not doing it? And I feel like that's what, that, that self-awareness, I feel like is a very lost art. Like mm-hmm. people are not very self-aware of their own bullshit. Yeah. Like how they talk to people, how they, you know, it took me a while to learn that stuff. Like, yeah. and so again, I, I think that I don't know necessarily, necessarily think we have to speed things up, yeah, yeah. but I think we do have to put more understanding into their minds of saying, hey, pay attention, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, like, um, it's that very thing you just said is the experience of it. And, you know, God has his plan for everybody, and I feel like, uh, you know, we're due to fall in some snares and traps along the way right. just for the sake of us having to learn. So it ain't necessarily speeding it up. Um, more, I guess it's more so about preparation mm-hmm. and how can we prepare them, you know, what other type Reading. of literature. Yeah, Reading, I think, is something that I mm-hmm. wish I would have done way earlier mm-hmm. I got into reading I got into heavy reading around like 35 mm-hmm. like we you know like mm-hmm. it's not that I didn't read anything before yeah. but like re- like where I was reading like four to five to six books a year mm-hmm. you know at 35 and and if I would have done that at 21 mm-hmm. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. no exactly. talent that exactly. probably would have sped things up yeah, you know sure, so sure. so I think that yeah, is I one thing that's one I also feel like it's a set of literature that almost or curriculum in a sense that need to be created that we also when we got our bibles and our other studies we have real life examples from real people oh i think our education system is whack like the way we the way we were like i was looking i did go to a christian school so Mm -hmm. i had like bible study so that was great Mm -hmm. but like there's not a whole lot of practical stuff like even like how to write a check like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like how to open a bank account Mm -hmm. like more real life real stuff, life stuff. Where yeah. we're not asking like mom and dad and like, oh, how do I do this? Or get, or even getting them to do it for us. Like, I think that stuff should be in school. Like, why is it not? That's what really a better question. Why is it not? Hopefully through the foundation I want to do, I can, I, that's another thing I want to do is start to create, meet with different people and start to create some sort of curriculum or some sort but of, that's, you know, 
what I hear in you is a lot about legacy. Is like, like I've always felt like it's our purpose to leave the next generation better than we we were left. Like from you know, my dad did the best that he could do, and he made the man I am today. But I need to do better than my dad. Yeah. I need to learn from him and then learn more so I can leave my son mm-hmm. in a better. And I think that's what I love about everything you're saying yeah. is that you're actually saying, you know, this isn't about me. This is about leaving the next generation better off and using what got me to where I am today yeah. to provide for them and put them in a better place. And that's, that's what life is to mm-hmm. me. Like that's, yeah, I think that's, that's what just, it's about. You know, I feel like, like that yeah. serving thing, like you said, yeah. like that's, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're not serving every single day, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, so. I feel like that's you know? all. That's that's all that's left. You know, that's if I can offer anything, you know, you I can give, I can show someone all that I got. You know, I can give them all my money. You know, but if I don't give them my experience and tools, you know, the tools, I I can't. If we get, we're not gonna get anywhere. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where it, that's 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 the purpose, you know. I think making these strides that I'm continuing to make, you know, like I went, I was in Hawaii for three weeks. I'm working out. How was that, by the way? It was Amazing. beautiful. What part? It was uh, the Big Island. Okay. The city Mountain? of Kona. Oh. Maui was like I literally took a, I could see the Maui Island. Oh, okay. Island. Um, but it's the big the Big Island, and um, uh, in a resort a resort called the Arbors Resort. Oh, it's called Mana Mana Lowry or something oh. like that. But I, it was just a, it was just. I think I had an idea when I wanted to go out there, of yeah. trying to be creative and you know maybe a few other things. But what it really was was just a moment to be still. Um, I didn't even. I prayed a lot, mm. meditated. I did the whole thing, worked out. I didn't do it as much as I wanted, but I felt like it wasn't. I didn't have to. It was just about. You were by yourself? I was by myself. All by yourself? For three weeks. Three by weeks. By myself. That's amazing. Just, and I'm just looking out in the ocean. Yeah. You know, I'm sleeping with the window open. I hear the waves. Oh, that's amazing. The sunset. My wife and I were just talking about the waves. Yo, the sunset. There's something about that. Incredible. And it's just like, just listening. And it was some things that I felt like I just need to have come to me. You know, I, I needed to kind of quiet the noise and kind of let God speak on what was next, you know, as far as what I needed to do. And I feel like I received that, and I feel like I received, and it was more personal things as far as, you know, worshiping and, and yeah. how I need to worship, or um, it's time to dig, you know, it was ironic, I'm sitting by the fire pit. I had just, finally, just, I discovered this fire pit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is it, I'm here every night. So I get to the fire pit, I'm chilling. I'm thinking like, you know, it's time to go to the next level spiritually in your relationship. Mm. I look on my seat and it's a praying mantis. So I, I'm kind of, I'm not like a, uh, what you call zodiac. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, all, yeah. I'm not into that like that. It's interesting. Right. But um, I look at, some, you know, symbols, things. Right. You know, and I look, so what's the spiritual meaning? If this praying mantis came right, sat right here on the seat, what's the meaning of it? And I looked it up, and a praying mantis symbolizing it's time to t- go deeper in your spirit. Oh, no way. Bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I, intense. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about, I'm just in this moment. 
wasn't really praying, just thinking, just kind of letting it. And I just, and there that thing is, and I said, let me look it up. Now, I don't know if they're poisonous or not, so I moved my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I switched seat. But I looked it up, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. That's wild. And that's how, you know, that's how, that's kind of how it works. So I feel like a lot of the things that I'm doing has been like that. It's been just messages from the universe. Right. Uh, whether it's a person, um, a thing, or something I see all the time, or whatever, and I look up what it means. And whether it's a deliberate voice speaking to me or just things. And I feel like what we're talking about, tuning yourself to that, you know, frequency so you can hear this stuff, mm -hmm. that is that, it's just that. You know, if I'm distracted, if I'm out there on the fire pit and I'm smoking my weed pen and I got my drink, I probably would have been a probably little Probably wouldn't even pay attention, attention to the praying attention. I would have been a little distracted. Right, exactly. That message might not even have hit me, my spirit, for me to didn't look up at that moment and look, you know what I mean? It would have been a whole other thing. So I feel like all of that goes hand in hand. And the reason why I've just really started to change my lifestyle and the person I've been is for those, for multiple reasons, to be able to hear the messaging, see the signs and the symbols, um, to get my instructions. I feel like at this point, I just, you know, I don't, I'm sure you have had, and, and anybody who ever get the chance to receive a download, that is like, you know, it's a magical thing. Right, right. When you just, you chilling and you, all of a sudden your eyes open and you just getting an intake of information. You know, I'm not saying it happened all the time. It's happened a handful of times where I've just received the messaging, the instructions that to go build it. It had to be like Noah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he had to go build that ship. But I think hearing you talk it goes back to being present. Mm -hmm. And when you are drinking and smoking and distracted, right. are you truly present and self-aware of the moment that you're mm -hmm. in? Are you paying attention to the wind, the stars, the moon, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the praying man that's next to you mm -hmm. because God does speak to us in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's like, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Nate. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. Maybe, like, maybe you, and it's funny because we, yeah. we certainly we want that to <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, right, right. Because, right. I mean, I've, we think we want that I've actually you. screened that before. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been in a place where I feel frustrated with God that he's not speaking directly mm -hmm. to me. But it's like, he's probably up there laughing. Like, I am speaking to you. If you would shut up, yeah. if you would <laughs> meditate, if you right. would lean on being present exactly. and you know I, I i saw this random video this uh you know these stupid ig reels that we engulf our mm -hmm. brain all day long if we're on ig but mm -hmm. uh it's like 85 year old man talking about just being present and going for walks right and putting your feet in the sand mm -hmm. and like that's why i love what you said about the waves like mm -hmm. there's something about the crashing of the waves that brings upon you know brings calmness on our lives and yeah. and uh probably sleep like a baby over there right and uh i think we need to do more of that you know like he said uh and and i've actually used this a lot is like eyes up you know everybody's eyes down all the time in their in their phone and they're missing so much stuff around so much them stuff. they're missing real life interaction man you, you, you know? don't know how fast you silence 
when you shut your phone down and walk away from it, you instantly are out of the matrix. Yeah, instantly. Like, Instantly, and I—I'm guilty of all of these things. No, we are, both about. are. Of course, you know, we are. So, we're not you know, like I'm weirdos like, or anything that we don't get on our phone. TikTok, like, yeah, for 25 exactly. minutes or IG, and then the more we snap out of it and put it down, yeah. it's like this is where I'm supposed to be, you know. In this but I think real life we should speak on that. Like, mm -hmm. people need to understand. Like, there is power in putting it away. Yeah, <laughs> there's power in that. Like that's where you're gonna find yourself. That's where it's you're gonna like another, get the, the, the it's another device of distraction. Yep. And we have plenty. Like honestly, that's where all the distraction is yeah. inside that phone. Oh, for sure. Whether it's people talking to group chats, mm -hmm. talking nonsense, you know, and on social media. Yep. In 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 a virtual world that you don't live in, because the moment you take that down. You right here now. That's you not. Get your home that's the highlight reel of everybody's yeah, lives. It, it's not even real. Exactly. It's not even real. You know. And that's why know, I think it's funny too that reels are called. Real. You know. Re that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like kind of ironical. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. it's like this shit ain't real. Like yeah. come on. Yep, a hundred percent. But yeah, I think um, that's another thing that you know we have to throw into our daily list of new habits and things that we're trying to create mm -hmm. is allowing. I'm not trying to tell nobody, don't be on social media. Just no. allow yourself that time. Just give yourself a break right, every get, now and then. Get off of like it. Some people live on it. Yeah. You know? Like they don't even know how to function mm -hmm. without their phone. But so. um, making sure that, again, like you said, eyes up and you're just aware of what's happening around you. It's like somebody's going to say something. You're going to see something that's going to spark something. Mm -hmm. We walk by this stuff every day. And I, and I try to, you know, be aware of that stuff that stuff and and i feel like that again you know it, it's got me where i am with all the things that i'm trying to develop and um what i feel like my assignment is in life you know before it's all over with what's your uh what's your routine right now like what is like kind of um, give me a day it would be danger in a day danger in a day <laughs> it's and i know that adjusts but yeah, like a changes, typical day changes like, if I get the time, it would be right now. I'm still getting back because I was five hours behind. Oof. So my sleep yeah. I'm sure it's crazy. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So now when I wake up, I just kind of get to the gym or the beach. I walk the beach because okay. it's right there. Right. So it's like um, three that three mile walk if it's a nice day. Um, if I got time, I do the I do the kind of incorporate the three mile walk into my workout because I so I park at the gym, do the three mile walk. Um, I mean, do the mile back to the gym, work out, okay. back home. Um, if I don't get to do what my preferred day is, wake up first, you know, do your pre-workout, get my coffee, go downstairs and read like three scriptures. Okay. I mean, uh, three three chapters of the Bible. Um, my prayer journal. I just incorporated another type of journal, which mm. is just more of a personal thoughts journal. I never did that, like, because I didn't like the idea of a diary or nothing. Right, like right. Um, but I kind of started in, in Hawaii. So I had, um, so now it's a personal thought kind of, you know, how, how do I feel? I think mm. I'm documenting that. How do I feel? And then I do my prayer journal and my scripture, and then I'm out the door. And, 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 and when I feel, when I do that, 
those are my best days. Right, right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I fulfill, I've done what was most important. Mm -hmm. um, so then it's on the way to the studio, and I might be listening to one of the audio books I'm reading. Right now I'm reading a sci-fi book. Okay. Um, I'll probably get back to like, I was reading like a real estate book. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of jump around on between self-help books and those type of books, but right now it's a sci-fi, good for my imagination. And um, then I get to the studio about noon, one o'clock. I try to acclimate the room with some music. Like I set my vibes, the lights, whatever. Um, How many people are usually in the studio when you get there? Nobody or? It might be one employee. Yeah, okay. Um, acclimate the room, get my vibe right. And then I jump to some music, but I got so much other stuff going on that it's it's gonna get interrupted by conference calls, right. business stuff like that. But but the first part of the day is is the most important, which yep. is to work out. Now if I don't do it in a day, like tonight, like today, I didn't get to do all the things that I first mentioned. I'll do it at night. Oh, okay. So I've been getting. Um, I'll get home, and that's another thing about discipline and just restructuring my life, like. And that's another reason why I failed so many times in my process. Being young, I'm in the studio till 12, right. 1, 2, 3 in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's a wrap. Them days are no more. Yeah. I'm out of there. I'm looking at my clock at like 7.30. Right. You know, because I want to come home and eat my dinner off a plate. Right. Or I want to see the sunset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I get home about 7 or 8, decompress. I'm probably just sitting. Then I go down there. And I do everything that I would do in the morning. Okay. So I just make sure I get it in yeah. that day. I, and, and at first I was so adamant about first thing in the morning, you <laughs> right. gotta do it, you yeah. know what I mean? So now it's just like allowing my allowing the day to happen and take the day as it comes. I have recognized that my best days when I get it done first thing. And that way I can, you know, everything I do throughout but the day. But I like the fact that you're You've, you've identified that, and that's, that's your ideal routine. But when you miss it, you go back and you mm -hmm. do it. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, that they, they, when they miss it, then they're like, oh, yeah. I missed it. And then yeah. they just, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that compounds. Because, right. So, and what I learned even going back to get it is it's equally as fulfilling. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? I didn't get it out of the day, which I'd rather do. But when I do it before I go to sleep, when I that when I hit that pillow, right, you really it's different. Yeah. yeah, it's different. Or sometimes I, you know, I'm waking up in the middle, not in the middle of the night, but just like I'll listen to an audio bible and just mm. let, just let, a, let, let the word speak to you. Yeah, oh yeah, my I love God, it. it's the best. It's these little things that like you just don't realize. Is it Morgan Freeman or not? It's not. It's different voices. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got a dramatized voice. Like they got a little theme music. Like they oh, yeah? acting it out. You gotta send me that one. It's called. Um, I got you. It's called All the right. Bible Gateway. But All right. Yeah, they, you can choose which book. I mean, like which version of the Bible yeah. and multiple voices. And stuff like that. That's cool. So yeah, and uh, so I do that. You know, any way to just try to connect and try to stay connected in that aspect. And I feel like, like I said, that when I do that, I have my best days. Days I miss, I, and again, I don't try to, I don't beat myself up. Right. But I do notice a difference if I'm, okay, now you've gone a week and you have not been on point. And right. 
you wondering why you feel in a certain way. You wondering why you're so sensitive. You wondering why somebody said something to you and you trapped in that thought process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because you ain't do exactly other thing. You didn't. You missed serve. out on yeah. the preparation. Exactly. 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 So that's a, that's a typical day. Um, I'm gonna get it back. I just this Hawaii threw yeah. me off. But that right was now. a good reset. You yeah. Know? Oh, now I took a lot from that. The life that I'm trying to move forward and live is based on what I feel like I've gained out there, mm. you know, from the peace, um, the stillness, and trying to maintain that and try not to let things chip away at that, you know what I mean? Try to hold on that for as long as I can, yeah. but also not let myself get to the point where I need to do that again to be gone for three years. Like escape. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, okay. You feeling the, the tank getting low, the armor kinked up. Mm-hmm. Go away for two days, three days, four days. Right. You know, you don't got to go put it in your schedule. You got enough team members to, exactly. to compensate for your absence and come back and get back to it. So that was, um, but I loved it. It was, it was necessary. And uh, who are you working with right now? Um, right now, still JT. Okay. Are we ever gonna see an album? We gonna or? see it now. Right. It's coming. <laughs> we're all, we're all. Good things come to those who wait for that. Still in and out on him. I have my own artist as well. Jay Is he gonna be in Nashville by any chance on January thirteenth? I don't know. <laughs> Should let him. We're gonna be in Nashville. We're going to his uh, supper club. You know his okay. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going there. I um I find out. Oh. Um, my own artist Brendo Five K Jade Omari. We're gonna start rolling out music like right now. Okay. Um, Is Marcella still with you? Marcella, Marcella, no we still working. She awesome. still, she had a studio. She just mixed. Uh, you know, we work together on all these projects. Okay. Um, whether the internal knowledge projects or external things, there's a lot of you know something going on. She has obviously her own career, her right? Own things on. So she um, doing a lot of Atmos mixing and stuff like that and surround sound. Okay. Um, Stuff like that, but we still, you know, kicking ass. Um, what else was it? Uh, rap, uh, rap shit, season two. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I'm about to start going back to LA. Okay. Um, my role in that was just like, kind of, recording the girls in the studio. So what you, majority of what you heard them rap in the show. I recorded in the studio. Oh, okay. Um, and then I produced one original track. So this season, hopefully, a few more um, uh, original productions. Right. And you know, still working with the girls and recording the girls. So you know, TV, film, empire building. You know what I mean? Like my mind is the music business is it's gonna that's dead. It's gonna work right. itself out. Opportunities are flush. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking so much about uh, Realm, the app. Um, it's a lot of real estate plays I'm making. And, and Realm, you can get it on um, not the yet. app store? So we, or no? we, we, um, uh, let's definitely let okay. you know. We coding it right now. All right. So um, all of the screens, the coding, the flow. But eventually it'll be in the, in the sure. like Apple app store? For sure, for sure. For and sure. it's R-E-A-L-M, yeah, right, Realm? For, um, Musician for for you know everybody behind the scenes of the creative yeah. of the record making. Okay. Um, and you know I'm excited about that. A uh, lot of different things, man. The foundation I'm definitely gonna get going. Try to make one 
one or two major giveaways or contributions and partnerships. Yeah, I definitely, I can connect you with a lot of people for that. Okay, cool, cool. I definitely got a lot of questions. Definitely, we're trying to, for our water company, we're going to be giving back to uh, second chance opportunities. So we're really, you know, big, obviously, you know, I'm really big into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we can definitely connect on that. Dope, we will. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm excited, you know, even on the music tip, it's the creatively. And all of this is another reason is to, help to affect my creativity, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I want to be able to have the sharpest mind when I go in there and, and do what I do. Mm. You know, I've, I'm trying to pull the craziest thing from the universe, right. you know what I mean? So um, it plays into that too. That was one of the first reasons why I was like, you gotta be optimal for your creativity. Yeah. But that just carried over and obviously it has expanded because I'm being creative in so many other areas um, that involves music, but it's not, um, you know, it's based in music, but it's just kind of stacking on top of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the, the fourth year, this ten year, and we gonna see where we at. <laughs> in the next, You're not even halfway. Next, so you yeah, got I'm not even halfway. Plenty of time. I got, I got some time, and I'm still trying to get, I'm trying to get sharp. I can't wait till we. We had a, you know, I don't know how often we're going to do this. Maybe it's like once a year. <laughs> so the next time, you know, I hope I'm kind of looking like him. <laughs> you <Kinda>. will be. <laughs> we're going to get know. you there. No, we're going to keep working. We ain't nowhere near done. But I'm always looking to level up. You know what I mean? I'm always, to, to, you know, even though I hate it, you know, there'd be days in here, I'd be ready to fight this man. Right. Like for real, <laughs> like bro. Well, it's, obviously, about, it's obviously you, a love hate relationship. See, oh, for sure. You see me about to die. You still like, yo, get off my back. <laughs> but that's what he's here for. That's what. It, that's the point. But um, again, it's the same. It's the same thing. Getting uncomfortable. Um, in everything. Mm-hmm. It ain't. It's just beyond the working out. It's in the eating. Building that habit. Of course, I want a pepperoni pizza from Poochie down the street. Right. Of course. But I gotta find an alternative. Exactly. It might be a cauliflower crust. Right. Or I make it from scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna deprive myself of the things I like. I'm gonna just find another way to do yeah. it. That's just always who I've been. But now I apply that to other, right. other areas. It's also, too, just good. making the choice of eating mm-hmm. a slice instead yeah. of a large pizza. You know, there's. <laughs> There's a big difference between yeah. eating one slice yeah. and not eating the yeah, entire I'm, thing. I'm so, a fifth Ninja Turtle, so it's you know. just like hard. But yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to see the next six years of this journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, excited to be a part of it because mm-hmm. I feel like we're both trying to accomplish big things. Mm-hmm. And um, you inspire me. Uh, know that. You know, know that you're, we might not talk every day or whatever, but, you know, the things that you're trying to accomplish are motivating and, and help guys like myself and mm-hmm. our small circle we have to, mm-hmm. to wake up with a little bit of different, you know. For sure. Like, we wake up a little different, For you know, because sure. it's bigger than us. Yes. And I think that's what I would leave with this is that you got to find a cause greater than yourself. Yeah. And then when you do that, you do 
whatever it takes to see that through. And when you're slapped in the face, when you have obstacles, when you have pandemics, when you have setbacks and all this stuff, don't lose the faith of what you know. Because if you see it, or you hear it, and it's spoken to you, then, then it's, it's, it's already been written. Now it's just about doing it. And so if we can all walk in that mindset of that, I was, I was, I'm here for a purpose, I've been given a purpose, and there's going to be bad days, but I'm not going to stop. And I think most people, they're chipping away, they're chipping away, and right before the breakthrough, they stop. And then they never see the fruition of it. And it's really just that last couple of chips that boom, the, the, you know, the gates are going to open. And that, that's, uh, that's what I want us to just keep, keep believing in, keep doing. And uh, one day we'll, we'll have the B in front of our name. So, you know, I think, um, and just my last thing is I feel like the other most important thing is just like, you know, a lot of times we, we might feel like we're alone. Right. Mm. And, um, we get lost in what we do. That's just what it is. Like tunnel tunnel vision, you focus, you drilling away, shifting. Um, but to yell back like, Yo, yo, and it's like, yo, you know, <laughs> yeah. to know that somebody is there. Yeah. You know, I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm here for you. Um, you've been there for me just to be another voice, to know that somebody is uh, going through the similar things you're going through. And um, that part, being able to have someone to fall back on, rally, and, and just know you got somebody you ain't out here by yourself right. on this mission. And you're 100% correct. Yeah. It's definitely, you feel like you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You feel like nobody understands. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. Yeah. Like I just told my mom, like I feel a lot of the times I feel very underappreciated. Mm-hmm. You know? So you gotta, you gotta lean on the people that get it. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's a yeah. few of them, but when you find those people, then, like you said, you know, holla back. You know, yeah, you still good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, 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 I love that sure. that analogy. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's good. Appreciate All right, bro. Yep.